How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Trail Tales, episode number 107. I am a thru-hiker, I am a peakbagger, I am a huge hiking nerd, and I am named Kyle O'Grady. And every single week on this podcast, I chat with other hiking nerds that are, you know, not named Kyle O'Grady about their experiences on the trail. Baker Bocorny is back for episode number 1069, it seems like at this point. Uh, we went into this with absolutely no plan at all, and we actually ended up getting interrupted about 20 minutes in because Baker had to take an emergency leave and go do something real quick. It wasn't a, a big deal or anything, but he did have to leave kind of uh, abruptly. And so, yeah, the first 20 minutes were recorded like two days before the, the last part of the episode. So, yeah, sorry about that. Um, I'm not even going to try to give a preview of what we talked about because we were all over the freaking place in this episode. It was a lot of fun. I love doing episodes with Baker and I think I'm going to try to, I know he's like on a lot. He's like the most frequent guest, but I'm going to try to get him on even more because honestly, they're just always super fun for me and I think he likes them too. So with that said, we're going to get into the episode. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you like this podcast, please, please do that. If you listen to this podcast a lot leave a five-star review it helps show that the show isn't just a bunch of well i mean it it is a bunch of nonsense especially this episode but uh it shows that people actually listen to this bunch of nonsense so that's really cool it helps out the show and i just gotta give a huge shout out to rose my editor rose comics turner because she continues to kill it in the editing game so with that said let's get into the episode number 107 with baker bocorny Welcome everybody to Trail Tales episode 107. Alright, guitar's going away. Uh Baker's back. What's up, Baker? Actually, could you bring the guitar back? I, I feel like I think at one point I asked you if you would play some songs and you're like, I don't know if I want to, but I feel like it'd be cool to of course, you just told me you didn't know you're supposed to plug your electric <laughs> guitar in, so maybe we shouldn't maybe we don't want to hear that. I don't know. What what do you want me to play? Uh, can you, oh, can you play, um... Wonderwall? Yes, I can. Yeah, I was gonna say Wonderwall. There we go. Oh, no, I went to this... Yeah, see, I already, I already there, fucked there up go. Wonderwall. I think that's probably a sign I should not play this guitar. But there you go, <laughs> folks. He knows Wonderwall. That's the number one song. Number one request. That and uh, Freebird. Those are the number one requested songs. <laughs> number one and two. I know exclusively Puddle of Mud songs. That's it. (laughs) Puddle of Mud. Wow. That's a really strong choice. You know? If you're going to pick one band to know, (laughs) to only learn their songs, that's a really, that's a strong choice right there. Fucking Wes Scantlin. That guy's nuts. Um, I (laughs) would like to go for. members. (laughs) Oh, dude. Oh, come on. You must have seen that video. It was, this was probably like in the spring. So last spring. So it was like almost a year ago now when Puddle of Mud covered that Nirvana song. And it oh, was just terrible. Did. You didn't see that? Oh, oh no, man. I haven't. Oh. <laughs> and he's oh, okay. it sounds you, so good. You got to watch this. I won't even spoil it. Um, for everybody okay. listening, if you haven't seen this, it has nothing to do with hiking. But just go type in <laughs> "puddle of mud" about a girl cover about oh, a girl's no. Nirvana song. Oh no! It's, Why would you ruin it? such a good song? Don't ruin it. It's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. Okay, and, and they I, were being like sincere with it too. Uh yeah, they were. 
They were. Um, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough, man. Oh boy, I can't wait to watch that. Like one. you can tell before he even starts singing, just based on his facial expressions, that like this is not going to go well. <laughs> but uh, wow. anyway, oh man, I kind of want to watch that now. Um, we 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 won't though. I'm going to watch it afterwards though. I've seen it a thousand times. But every we anytime won't... I'm having a bad day, I just watch that. And I'm like, okay. We won't subject your listeners to that. I'm sorry, we already started off without. Not talking about hiking. I apologize. Everyone. I know. This is like I the podcast it. sin. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I fucking hate it when I'm listening to a podcast like about a certain thing and they don't talk about the thing for like 10 minutes. That kind of annoys me. Granted, we've only been talking for like two minutes, so people yeah. can suck it up. But uh, I can fast forward. We also don't really have any plan for this episode, so maybe that's maybe we should just run our mouths the whole time. Um, but anyways, Baker's back. This is his 1,012th episode of trail tales yeah something like that um i think it's kind of funny that we don't really talk to each other at all until we do these up ep- like i haven't really talked to you since the last time we we did an episode which was well, i guess I, seven episodes ago yeah we especially don't talk whenever um i don't receive any of your instagram dms and then i have no idea <laughs> that you've been trying to schedule a podcast for like two weeks and then you have to direct message Little Bear and say, hey, is Baker still alive? <laughs> and then I go open up Instagram and I'm, it's, I'm like logged out and I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah, especially recently, we have not been communicating no. very well at all. I don't even have I'm, your cell phone number. I know. I was thinking I actually probably should just give that to you I know, because right? like Instagram, I don't always go. I don't go on it very often. So I don't, I don't notice if I get logged out. So you, you still haven't posted anything on Instagram since September of 2019 either, which is yeah, kind of I still funny. Have day, I still have day one from our, uh, from our September 2019 hike. And maybe, <laughs> I'll, maybe days one, days two through five will get posted eventually. And then maybe <laughs> have been, they're just, just, they're just hanging on, man. They're just waiting, they're waiting. for that. <laughs> like, God, suspense is killing me. He must be really crafting a really nice post. Really good detail, kind of describing the day. The, they're the just stuff dying that they to know saw. how day two went. Like, yeah, oh. what happened? They're, or they're worried that I died. Like, they think I live posted it on trail. And like, day one was an amazing day, but then something terrible happened on day two. He's still, just, he, he still doesn't have service. I'm still out there. I'm, I'm still in the collegiates. I'm still, I was off trail. So who knows? I could just, my body could be out there. You'd never find it. <laughs> this is getting dark really fast. I wow. know. I know. It's also, I, I think I said this in our last episode, but. I also think it's funny that like you've been plugging your Instagram on like all these episodes. I know. You I, just, I, like, I don't post anything. I, I still get people who like do start following. Like my follower count has increased by maybe ten every you know two months. Well, not even that, but it it does steadily increase, or at least like I can see that people are starting to follow me. So I know I feel bad that people are like probably listening to your episodes and be like, oh, this is cool. I guess I'll follow this this guy, and then they're like, yeah, and then like a couple weeks later or like a couple months later, like yeah, the radio silence i haven't even <laughs> there's nothing so the only, thing, have a, you, the only yeah. thing you use instagram for is to set up these episodes with me via dm yeah. pretty much <laughs> right that's that is that is the primary reason to to keep it I, maybe i should because uh i don't know it's um i i actually do have some pretty cool like photos from that hike and then the hike i did like a bunch of hiking i did this past summer and it's just all reminiscing because it's like not good hiking season right now so i'm just thinking about all the great mm. all the great times that were and now i'm like it's snow everywhere i can't hike but that's that is changing rapidly yes things are melting so i'm, I'm getting pretty excited yes yes things are slowly starting to melt here too although it was cold as shit today which i wasn't a fan of but uh it's it's still early march so i don't know what i i've lived here my whole life and that's still <laughs> surprising to me i guess so should should know better yeah i should know better um 
I guess another reason why you could keep the Instagram around Baker's so that when you go on a next go on your next uh long distance hike, like a like a proper through hike, because you know all your other hikes since yeah, the AT haven't been proper. Point, but essentially, the point was yeah, they're not even real hikes, <laughs> and it's not a real through hike. That's what we're saying, people. If you're not through hiking, if you don't hike. Every inch of an entire trail, your whole hike is completely pointless. You can just erase that experience from your memory. That's basically the premise of the video I posted last week. Well, I posted (laughs) it today, but by the time people hear it, it'll be last week. Uh, That's an exaggeration. But but I posted about um about yellow. I don't know if you 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 watched it, but I I made a video about yellow blazing. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Touchy touchy subject. Yeah, and like I won't. People are probably sick of hearing me talk about it after that video, but uh. Yeah, it's like I thought I did a pretty fair job. I, it wasn't just like oh fuck yellow blazers. Like obviously, like I explained that I don't like yellow blazing that much, but I I tried to give other people credit too, and yeah. at least um of course we're only one day in so far, but so far the comments have been pretty understanding. Um, a couple people had issue with it, but they were they were respectful in their dissent, so it's okay. Um, so it's yeah, it's been it's been all right so far. Uh. I don't know. I actually, I almost used you as an example in the video. Um, yeah. As an example of someone who cheated and didn't, no, just kidding. Uh, as an I example mean, of. <laughs> so, essentially, yes. Because you, you talked about it on the show. I don't, I'm not even going to try to remember what fucking episode number it was, but um, you said that you missed the Smokies because you got injured, I think it was, right? Yeah. And yeah. it was like, you, um, I actually did tell this story, but then I actually, I ended up cutting it out in the video because I needed to cut down on time, but uh. Mm. I I just was like talking about examples of people who s- skip sections, but like it's like different than like the yell blazing I was kind of talking about. And I, like I used your example of like, oh, it just made like it just didn't make sense to like have a little bear hike on. And what are you just going to hike half the trail without her after that? Because like, yeah, basically her, like... be like be like, you know, 10 to, you know, 50 miles behind for the next like, you know, five weeks until I can finally catch up or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. like that just doesn't even make sense. So that I use that example as like, OK, this what I'm talking about yellow blazing and I'm kind of saying that I don't like people doing it. I'm not really talking about like that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get it. it. It is. a It's kind of a nuanced like. Uh, it's a nuanced thing, but yeah, technically I did, I did yell blaze the AT. So yeah, everyone, you can take away my through hiker card. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll turn it into the through hiker authorities immediately after this episode. Actually, I think you just shred it. I'm just going to shred it, burn it a campfire, whatever. The ATC but, uh, doesn't recognize your hike now. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, actually they do. They actually, it's only, you only got to do 2000 miles. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> but they only call it, they call it the 2000 miler i don't well yeah i think they call I did, it something like yeah that. something like that i did look it up and i was like i actually i haven't sent in my thing to like get the official have you done that did you get like your official nah, like, certificate i know yeah. i never do that stuff whenever i complete something i did it when i finished the long trail the very first time because i was like okay. 16 and i was like oh my god i get my certificate or whatever and then after that i just never i've never yeah. submitted a single hike so may, maybe i'm a fraud honestly i could be a fraud no i mean i i i looked into if i could even qualify uh, after the hike, because I was just kind of curious, and I think it says basically you have to give a, it's like a best effort to hike every mile, you know, every uh, available mile. And know, I was like, I, yeah, you're maybe that's what it said then. Uh, but right now, and the only reason I know this is because I I like just made the video and I looked it up because of it. Mm. Um, let me pull up the screenshot so I can quote it. But the ATC's current definition of a through hike is. It says, we define a thru-hike as a hike of the entire AT in 12 months or less. 
That's it. Oh, interesting. So, okay, so yeah. Sorry, hate to break it to you, Baker, but uh, oh, damn, it doesn't doesn't count anymore. <laughs> All right, not a through hiker, everyone. I have I to even... rescind so many things now. It's yeah. tough, man. I have to go back Jeez. and edit out all the times I called you a through hiker and all the like, previous that's what episodes. I'm, I'm think, yeah, I'm thinking of all the the Instagram posts, all the podcast. It's yeah, it's gonna be a real mess. It's tough. We're gonna have to overdub every time it's just through hiker section. It'll be like clearly edited in there. You know, <laughs> it's gonna it's not gonna be clean at all. But we have to do it. The, the record must be corrected. That's right. That's right. That's that's so funny, honestly. In the in the in the video, I also like raised the point. I'm like, they're also not even recognizing the ATC, anybody's through hikes from 2020 or 2021 at this point. Oh, really? So I'm like, I feel like their definition isn't like you can't just like use that as like the source of truth for for the definition of a through hike. Um, what if you yellow blazed in 2020? Then you doubly you're doubly not recognized. Yeah, that, you that's, are t- that's tough. That's tough. Super illegitimate. You yeah. basically just didn't. You basically just didn't hike. Pretty much. Like it does, <laughs> again, erase that entire experience from your memory because it was all pointless. <laughs> it was all that's, pointless. That's probably what your video said, right? Because yeah, you have you got to take a hard. Someone has to take a hard stance on this. You know. I guess so. I I I did a little bit. I was I was pretty. I thought I was pretty pretty fair though. It seems yeah. like most people thought I was fair, even if they disagreed. Yeah, but most that, people agreed because I'm the man. Um, of course, of course. Yeah, you mentioned uh, like the, the Instagram for while I'm on a, a through hike or like a long hike, and yeah, the actually recently um, Little Bear has been putting together a like a book, a photo book uh, of our AT through hike or her through hike and my section hike. I guess if we we have to be specific here, but yeah, she's putting together like a photo book, and so she's including. Um, like excerpts from the the trail journals that I wrote on there. Um, and so she was like, I was like, I don't know, do people, is this, am I even going to want to like go read this stuff later on, like go back and read it? But she, she's saying how it's been super valuable and she loves to be able to put like little, like she's put like some pretty cool quotes, like splashed across the, like one of them is like really early on it's in Georgia. And it's like one of, it's like, it's like some, one of us is like climbing up a, a pretty steep section of trail in the photo. And mm-hmm. then, the there's like a caption below it says like this no longer feels like a vacation like i guess i said that at some <laughs> point in my uh like in a trail journal and it's like that is kind of cool to like by um, trail journal do you mean like your instagram caption yeah sorry like the instagram using, posts. using that as the trail okay I got yeah you. exactly exactly so i was like okay actually that's kind of like at the time i was like i wonder if i'll ever go back and read this like it was it was cool it was fun to do at the time for like uh, fr- uh family and friends who just kind of wanted to know what i was how i was doing instead of like texting the same thing to like 20 people every time I got into town yeah. I could just like post on Instagram and then there were also people who I don't know like so closely personally that were following and you know mm-hmm. they enjoyed it too but um I was curious if I would go back ever and read these things and I haven't I've done a, like a little bit but not too much but uh yeah little bear says it's super she, she really likes them she likes having them and she's putting them in the, like this uh photo book so I'm pretty excited about that she's nice. been working yeah, really hard cool. on that are, Everyone's you, got like their their little way of commemorating or not commemorating, but uh, of like uh, documenting, I guess. Yeah. Um, that you can go back and look on, go back and look at. Uh, and for me, I mean, I made like periodic posts, but I never did like a journal type thing. Um, yeah. You know, I never kept like a really detailed log. But I think I've mentioned this. I've probably I've mentioned every fucking thing about all of my hikes at this point on the podcast. <laughs> so I should probably just stop saying, I think I've mentioned this before, but yeah. um, <laughs> I, I've definitely mentioned this before, but I would just write like little notes in a wall. So like I would, if I got, if yeah. something interesting happened at a, at a mile marker, I would like, uh, actually I remember this cause I was talking about it with uh, Rose in our episode. Um, but I would just like circle the mile marker and just write like a little note or whatever. 
Yeah. And um, I, I went, Flossie and I were really bored the other night. And so, <laughs> like, we were literally just like, there's just nothing to fucking do. Um, and so I went back and I was, like, looking through my AWOL. And, like, I'd kind of glanced in it a little bit from time to time. But I, I'd never really gone through and, like, actually looked through every page and, like, really paid attention to my notes and stuff. Right. And uh, it was kind of, it was kind of, it was actually really cool because, like, a lot of the time, I would just write like a sentence about something that wouldn't really mean it's not very descriptive, but like it would be enough to kind of spur my memory and be like, oh, yeah, I remember like what I was talking about there. And then there were some times where I have absolutely fucking no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> Sometimes I would just write like ate lunch with fucking Indy or whatever, which that like obviously I don't really remember those. But then sometimes they were like, I wish I remembered what I wrote, but a couple of them were like really specific things that like based on the description, I thought I would have remembered what it was, but I just. I just don't. I was like, I yeah. don't. I don't know what the fuck that says. I should actually look through those, and maybe, maybe that'd be a, an idea for an episode at some point. Yeah, uh, just like funny excerpts from like random trail journals and stuff. Yeah, I could just like go through. We're brain, or I'm brainstorming live, live on the air right now, Baker. It's, on it's air. incredible. Live on the podcast air a, a week later, <laughs> when everyone <laughs> the, hears this. <laughs> on the air, the, this podcast is being broadcast over some sort of air. I guess technically. From my computer to my wife to my router over Wi-Fi. That is over the air, is, if you will. Yeah, so okay, true. all right, true. I'll take it. I'll take I also it. have. I'm also connected to the Wi-Fi. I'm not. I'm not hardwired on my computer. Whoa, either, so. not hardwired. He's living know. life dangerously, people. <laughs> you hear that? Well, you know, I probably would have. I tried to, but uh, when you live in a house that was made in like 1960 or some shit, and people never really gave a shit because it's student house and all yeah. this stuff, uh, it's kind of hard to to hardwire. Fortunately, our Wi-Fi is dope, and I've never had any issues. Yeah. Um, I also, going back to the, like, I guess, um, documenting your thing or whatever, I I mean, I took a decent amount of pictures and stuff, but I found that the things I go back and look at the most are my Instagram stories, mm. pa- partially because I put them all in a YouTube video, so it's, like, pretty easy to go back and watch them, but also, I mean, you can watch them on Instagram, too. You can see all your archive stories. We're talking about Instagram a lot today. Yeah. And uh, a lot for someone who doesn't even use Instagram. I, I know. I was logged <laughs> out for like six weeks or however long. I didn't even know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I found that like going back and watching those, it's almost like I'm, I've never been one to like write that much uh, or I never enjoyed it anyways. Um, yeah. So I found that just like, I'd rather just take some video. I guess that kind of makes sense given. I was going to say that, that makes total sense. And I'm the opposite. Like I, I think when I was starting the Florida trail, I took, a few videos on my phone, but I was like, this is a lot of work, especially like, it's just kind of weird, like talking to a camera. Like when you watch a YouTube video, it's like, seems very natural for someone to be talking to a camera and you're watching them. But like, if you ever watch someone talking into a camera, that's eventually going to become like a trail, you know, a vlog or whatever. It, to me, it seems kind of strange. Like, it's, I don't, it's I don't, very, I'm it's you, awkward. That's yeah, why a lot of people you don't that. like to do it around other people. Like for me, it's pretty rare that I'll like talk to my camera around people that yeah that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I think I did some videos, but then I also was like, okay, there's just the then I thought about how am I actually gonna like ever edit these? Like I have, don't really have video editing skills, and I was like, this is tough. I was like, you know what, writing is like way simpler. Like I can handle mm-hmm. write down some notes. I can do it at the end of the day, like in my you know in the tent when I'm like really tired anyway. Um, and I'm kind of just like relaxing or resting. And then I can also release it as I'm going. Like I could use it to send out updates. Or I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to like edit any sort of like serious video. Yeah. But I guess like what you did posting just a story, like that's that's good enough. You know, like just some 
quick clips or whatever. It's not like the same quality of what you're producing now, but it's, you know, it's something you can do on the fly. Yeah. Um, and it, that works. Yeah. 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 It was fun. And people seem to enjoy, I mean, I didn't really have any following back then, but it was just, you know, people I knew and vaguely knew, um, they seem to enjoy it. I got a, quite a few messages from people along the way that I like kind of knew. Maybe I had like a class with them or something, but like I don't really yeah. actually know them. And they'd be like, oh, you know, this has been fun to watch. So I appreciated that. Of course, yeah. most of those people have probably unfollowed me now because they're sick of hearing me post about hiking shit. Because that's always like the – since we're talking about Instagram, we're, I'm just going to keep going. Do um, it. This is the, the hashtag Instagram struggle section. Uh, it's always – it was and still is kind of awkward for me. Whenever I try to do any sort of like promotion or even just like anything at all relating to like the YouTube channel or the podcast, whenever I post about any of that stuff on my Instagram, yeah, it's it's awkward for me because most of the people that follow me at this point follow me because of like this and because of the YouTube channel and stuff. Right. Like the vast, vast majority of people that follow me. But I still have like, you know, people that are left over from before all this stuff that I just know that don't care about hiking that just know me personally or knew me in the past and so i just feel kind of weird like I'm, I'm still like aware whenever i post on instagram that people that don't that didn't follow me for this hiking content bullshit are gonna see that stuff and be like what the fuck does this guy think he's like some like fucking casey neistat shit so I yeah because it was whatever. your personal instagram first right you cannot just yeah. turn it into your and it your still is life. like it still is right that's true instagram, but that's it's true like, yeah but yeah. I see what you mean. Now it's more of like, yeah, it's more of like a influencer type of content at times, you know, like if you're, or like what the promotion parts if you do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's which, true. Which I honestly, I don't even really post on Instagram that much compared to a lot of other people that, that make content, but I probably yeah, should. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to inundate people. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously if you really want to get like their attention, you kind of probably have to do it for, I don't know. I don't yeah, know how the algorithms it's better work. To post. I would post as much yeah. as I could if i that doesn't make any sense so i was gonna say i would post as much of like <laughs> as much as i could if i could but uh i would post more if i could yeah but i literally just i just don't have time and energy i'm not gonna force it so um yeah, that makes sense hashtag instagram struggles everybody it's tough yeah, tough I've, life being the number one hot new hiking influencer let me tell you it is it's not easy being a rising star you know you don't easy. you don't know when you've gone too high when you're gonna fly too close <laughs> to the sun if you will <laughs> That's your real problem, right? It's just that you are like just great gaining followers. I mean, it's like how many millions now, right? It's tough to a to, million millions, million a million million. I think that's like it's almost two million millions. Well, no, are you are you multiplying or are you adding? I don't know. I okay, don't know. I now forget, we're I forget the order of operations here. PEMDAS. We just lost. We just lost half of the listeners. Okay. Yeah. Now we're talking. We just said the word PEMDAS. So yeah, that's that's it. Everyone's leaving now. They're like getting PS PTSD from high school. I feel like if they made it this far, they, they probably are in it for the long haul. I feel like we probably they we probably lost them. Let's be honest. When I brought up puddle of mud, <laughs> you're like this guy likes puddle of mud. No, this is where this is where I draw the line. You're like what the this, not 2003 or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. When, when were they popping off? 2001? It's I 2001, actually, I know. They, it's kind of when they, they were never off. popping off in my world, I'll say that. <laughs> Dude, never... you never listened to, like, freaking Blurry? You know that uh, song. I'm, I'm sure I've heard it. Everything's so blurry. You've heard that oh, song. Oh, uh, no, I don't They still play it on every single rock radio station. I, I'm sure I would recognize it if With I... the harmonics yeah, at the beginning of the song, you, you would you would recognize I'm it. I'm sure I would. I'm sure. Like, I, yeah, I definitely listened to alternative radio through most of my youth. Can so you I, take I'm sure. it away? Oh, okay. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank one. you. 
Yeah, that 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 triggered it. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely like somewhere in high school or middle school, probably. I don't not middle school. I'm gonna school. send you that that video of them playing the Nirvana <laughs> song right after this. Anyways, uh, I gotta see it. <laughs> all right, we're back on. About two days later, this is a first. I've never uh, never recorded one episode in, in in two different days, so that's a that's cool. Welcome back, Baker. Thank you. I I'm very sorry for interrupting our last session. We were on a roll. We are really going with it, and uh, I don't know. I just hope we can we can <laughs> regain that magic, that mojo that we had. The, I sure hope so. We'll the see. The chemistry, the synergy, you know. We'll see. Uh, all the all the buzzwords. Um, we're gonna talk about some of your your hikes that you've done that we weren't or that we haven't covered on the show before or that I haven't heard about. Um, but I will just say the one silver lining to this interruption is that you've now had the chance to listen to that Puddle of Mud song. I was just going to say, <laughs> I, that was absolutely, I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. I was terrible. Just, ter- yeah. Terrible. It was, it was bonkers, man. Like that was people go watch that. Like, please subject yourself to it. It's worth it just to see Like, I just, I don't know why they actually released it. Like they <laughs> it's recorded. It wasn't live. I mean, it was, you know, they recorded it live, but it doesn't mean they had to release the YouTube video of it, you know? I mean, it's tough. also the, the comment section is really funny too. Yeah, it's, it's not just like people saying like, oh, this is bad. Like it's a lot of like actually clever stuff. So it's <laughs> it, it's worth watching the video just to get understand the context and see those comments. So yeah. Faux show. Go, go do it. Go do it. Um. Okay. So heights that you've is that did my voice crack there i felt like it almost cracked i don't know i think you just, got ex- that, you just got excited i'm so excited to hear about your hikes that i haven't heard about yet baker let's let's okay. talk about them what's what's one of them well let's see like to be honest i haven't done any, like huge i've obviously haven't done like, long hikes since the uh since my retirement from being cool and now that i'm just a working class man a corporate man if you will um <laughs> but, sold your soul yeah but no, I see the the two, basically I've done like two week long ish hikes uh, in Colorado since one the summer after I finished all my hiking and then like one last summer as well, um, and uh, they were both kind of interesting because both times uh, a former guest of yours uh, Joseph aka Sweatlines oh yeah long yeah, that, long time ago yeah that was that's in the single digits I think on yeah the I think it there. is it's an old one. Um, he yeah he joined little bear and i on um on both of these hikes which is really cool of him uh and it's kind of like becoming a tradition now it's like an annual thing where we gather in the summer and we we go hike around in the woods um and but they were both kind of interesting because they involved doing like off trail stuff um route finding nothing like crazy like we weren't like uh you know um navigating with like the stars or anything like that <laughs> but um they were both like you know essentially they're kind of intended to be just a little more a, a little different than just hiking on like well like you know well-established trails and like some of the routes they're they're pretty well established anyway so it's not mm-hmm. like you know there there's definitely lots of information online about them uh, but still you are out there and you're kind of just kind of making your way across uh you know whatever the terrain throws at you and and it is kind of interesting to have to like, you know, you get over a pass and you, you stop and you're like, oh, where do we go now? Um, you know, you pull out your topo map, kind of like have to scope it out and everything. Um, so it's it's been pretty cool. The first one we did was uh, a hike in the Collegiate Peaks Wilderness Ooh. in Colorado, which is near. It's so the Colorado Trail slash CDT 
both uh they both go through that area they're like the same trail through mm-hmm. that section mm-hmm. um and it's an interesting part of that of the colorado trail slash gt because it's actually it actually splits and there's an east and a west route through is this the that loop you were telling me about yeah we were talking about it a little bit yep yeah so that's the the trail splits there you have an east and west route and it's pretty popular to make a loop out of it um you know because it's just a natural place it's it makes like like a shorter hike more logistically feasible if you don't have to have a ride from one end to the other um and so that whole area the collegiate peaks area it also has another there's another cool thing through there called nolan's 14 which is a it's more of like an ultra running challenge but basically cool. there are 14 14ers which is a fourteen thousand foot mountain uh, or a mountain that's at least fourteen thousand feet high Mm-hmm. Um, so there are 14 14ers in there that are all like pretty close to each other. It's like, if you were to draw like kind of a, a line from them, um, there or in between all of them to connect them all. It's like a, like a little over a hundred miles, I think. Okay. Maybe, interesting. maybe it's more than that. I can't remember, but basically there's a, there's like a longstanding ultra running challenge, which we did not do just to preface, but, but there is a longstanding one that some crazy people do, which is to, um, summit all 14 of those 14ers in under 60 hours i think it is oh so basically two and a half days of just straight up like just like going over 14ers i mean it's yeah it's a that sounds gnarly yeah it's it's pretty insane like the people who do it but uh yeah it's 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 pretty cool so we we obviously were not running it um we weren't trying to finish all of them in you know 60 hours or whatever um, and the thing is, to the most optimal route involves going uh, essentially off trail. Like, it involves going, connecting them on through sections that don't have trail. There are some trails between some of them, but a lot of it involves going where there's no actual established trail. So our idea was to kind of do some of it because all 14 of them would be quite a challenge. Because yeah. 100 miles is like that's doable, like in five to six days. But like the amount of elevation gain, I don't remember how much it would have been, but it, it's in like the 40,000, 30,000 range, maybe. It, like, it's, it's, just, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, as you can imagine, you're summiting 14 or so. It's naturally going to be a lot of climbing. So um, so our idea was to do like less of it to, to, or do a, a, a section of it, essentially. And so uh, it was kind of funny because Joe at the time lived in San Francisco. So essentially at sea level. Um, oh, yeah, that must have been. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So that, the first couple of days, like... I felt so bad for him, but he was a he was a, a trooper. Was it was first, he struggling? Oh, he was yeah, he was struggling. I mean he nothing like terrible. Like he didn't throw up or he didn't like um you know, like he didn't have to bail out or anything. But yeah. like we definitely he definitely was feeling it. So like the first night, um we stayed we were in Colorado Springs where Little Bear and I used to live at the time. So that's like seven or that's like six thousand feet, I think. Mm-hmm. So that was okay. And then the next night I think we camped at the trailhead which was like ten thousand feet kind of near Ledgo, colorado yeah then the next night when we were on trail i think we stayed at twelve thousand feet damn um, so he said he had like crazy hallucination fever dreams and all this he said he woke <laughs> up just like with the weirdest weirdest dreams because his brain was just like yeah like lacking oxygen um and the climbs were definitely slow going like we had to take our time and the other thing is, this is just after Little Bear had finished the Colorado Trail. So she was actually like in really good hiking shape. Yeah, like she, yeah. was, she was blasting up the mountains. And then Joe and I are like, oh, struggling <laughs> back there. But Joe, especially just because like, you know, I, we were living at, I was living at like 6,000 feet. So I was just, the, the difference is not so big. Coming from sea level, that's a huge difference. Um, 
but he did it. The only, I think the only, like, it wasn't a mishap. The only, we had to change the route a little bit. There was one, so one of the 14ers we were going up, we got to like, I think it was something like 13, it was like above 13,000 feet. Um, and we got up there and Joe was like, I just can't go, I can't go any further. We were like, we could like <laughs> see the summit, you know, like we were a yeah. thousand feet is not nothing. That last thousand feet is it's significant when you are, you know, uh, I mean, you're at 13,000 feet already, but it was like, it was, we had this amazing uh, window of weather where like normally in, in the afternoon in Colorado in the summer, you'll get these thunderstorms that roll in. And so yeah. basically the idea is like you start really early, you get above tree line, you hit the summit and then like, you want to be like probably a below tree line by around noon is kind of like what most people say mm-hmm. to do. Um, but we had this amazing weather window where like there was literally just no clouds anywhere or there were just like a few small little puffy clouds that just didn't, there were, you know, we had no concerns about a thunderstorm rolling in while we're above tree line. So we literally like, we're like, well, we're already at 30,000 feet. The view's amazing up here. So we just sat there for like a couple hours and like chilled. And Joe was like, let's just stay up here. I'll like try to acclimate some more, you know, um, and just try to like feel a little better. And so yeah. he, so we just, we just chilled up there and like people would come by we'd like chat with them. We like met this guy who had done all the 14 years, like two times over or something like that. Um, so it was, <laughs> he, it was he's pretty, probably acclimated then. Yeah, he was fine. He felt, he felt good. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was, um, it was pretty funny how we were like, we're so close, but he was like, it was just getting to the point in the day where it was starting to be, it was like 3 PM or something, which is so late. Like most people wouldn't even be up there, but again, the weather was, so good but we knew that that after that peak after the summit of that peak we were going to be going through an off trail section and so we knew that like we would need a lot of daylight to navigate yeah. through all that um because i mean like you have to imagine like a mile of off trail it depends on the terrain but like a mile of off trail can take like three to four times as long to to traverse it because you know depending on what you're going through it could be woods it could be like a talus or scree see i was gonna ask so, about that because i feel like like when when I hear about people bushwhacking on the East Coast, it's pretty easy to imagine what they're going through. But out West, it's like, okay, when you say you were bushwhacking, were you going through forests or were you just kind of like walking above tree line where it like doesn't, it's not even that much. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like maybe it is difficult. I don't know. I've never, never done well, it, but. No, it really just depends, right? So you, it runs the whole gamut. So like the next day we, so we went back down, we did some of that. I think that was, it was a Yale Columbia. I don't remember, but. Then we, we did summon it the next day and then we were, so the next part involved like kind of going down below on the other side of, of uh, Yale or Columbia, whichever one it was. Um, and then going, so the, the, the first part when you're going down off of it was like above tree on like a tundra, right? So it's like kind of like little scrubby grass or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that part's like easy walking, right? As long as it doesn't get too steep, it's not bad. Then the next part was, um, I would, I, I would describe it as scree. I think that's the term that most people describe it as, which is basically like, it's like loose rock that's small. So there's, there's scree is like small rock and then talus is what I call like larger rocks or boulders. Um, and so, but this was scree. So like basically, and it was steep too. So you're basically like, as you're stepping, like the ground's kind of sliding out below you. Mm-hmm. And you're on the side of a steep mountain. So it's kind of nerve wracking, to be honest. It's, it was like the first time I'd really ever been on that kind of terrain. But it was the way the route, you know, we had our, we had like um, GPS and like, uh, you know, the whole topograph map on our phones and everything. And that was the way the route was going. So we went down it, but that just took forever, right? Because like any second you're afraid, like 
it's just going to all slide out below you and you're going to go like yeah, tumbling that's down. Sketchy. It was kind of sketchy, but um, I don't know. You get, you get used to it. Like you, you kind of figure out like what a salt piece of solid ground looks like versus like that looks kind of loose. Don't step on that. Um, and we did eventually get down. It, it, again, it took longer. Like if we were descending on a trail, it probably would have taken us like a third of the time um, to get down, but we did get down. And then at, immediately after that, we went into like heavily dense, like very dense woods. Um, and that was challenging, not because of the under, like there's not really underbrush as much in Colorado. There are definitely are some parts, like if you're near water, you'll get like kind of uh, scrubby bushes. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times there's not much underbrush. But what there is is like basically if you're in the middle of a forest, there's obviously like a ton of down trees, right? Um, and yeah. like really big down trees. So like climbing over them is not trivial because they have like, you know, huge branches sticking out from them. So you have to like yeah. break through the branches to get on top of this thing and then get over it or you have to go around it. Um, so we spent like another hour or two just like trying to get through these, I don't know, I think it was probably like only a mile and a half at most, but it, it, it was like, it took us like three hours probably, or like two hours to get through this wooded section. And that was probably the least fun part of like the other parts I enjoy, like the above tree line off trail stuff, but the below tree line, like I'm not a huge fan of it still, but sometimes it's just necessary. Like, there's not really a way like, we had to cross a valley with a Creek at the bottom. And of course the, you know, near the bottom of the valley, you're going to have trees. So, um, we had to do that. But when we found trail again, I, I remember we were just so excited. We were like, oh, because we, we, we're just walking through the middle of the woods. We're like, we could kind of see where we were going. You could kind of see the mountain that we were trying to get to like the next day. So we had, we're like using that to orient ourselves. But like, I don't know, it was, it, it was a, it was a brutal day, but when we found trail again. We were just so excited. Um, that was like an amazing feeling. And then I think the next day, so then that night we actually realized we were really close to the Colorado trail. So we hiked over to it and we hiked to a trailhead where someone on gut hooks said you could order pizza from Buena Vista, which is like a town. <laughs> so we literally ordered like, I don't remember. It was like two or three large pizzas for like three people. It was a <laughs> lot of pizza, but we were at this point we were exhausted. Cause we had been like basically off trail, like most of the day. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we just devoured some pizza. We basically just camped at like a trailhead. Uh, like, you know, usually like, the trailheads have like a, you know, it's like the AT, like they have like a campsite, a couple of firings there or whatever. So we just camped there and like, yeah, we just devoured that pizza. So that was, that was an amazing, <laughs> that was like amazing because yeah, just, that was not expected. Like I didn't, we didn't know about that until like, you know, Little Bear had the Gut Hooks Colorado Trail app on her phone still. And so we just saw that like someone said you could get pizza. So that was, <laughs> well, that worked know, out pretty nice. well. Jeez. Yeah. It was kind of like the RP, is it the RPH shelter in Oh, 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 I know what you're talking. I you know can't talking remember about? the name. Yeah, but it's it's the one where like you can order like a bunch of different. There was uh, a couple different ones. There was the yeah, one in there Pennsylvania. Were... There was one in New York too. I remember. I don't yep. remember the names of any of them, but. Yeah, it's it's much more rare like at West, I would imagine, because things are more remote. But this was like, I mean, like the, the cab driver or the pizza driver had to, he had to go up like a really gnarly road. Like my car is like a low clearance vehicle. It wouldn't even make it. Like you have to have like a four wheel drive vehicle to get up to this trailhead. <laughs> Damn. And, they must uh, be really raking it in from, from the uh, Colorado trail hikers to make yeah, that worth it. <laughs> they had like a, a standard delivery fee, which I was like, that makes sense. Cause yeah, like, yeah. it's like, this was not your ordinary delivery mission. So <laughs> yeah. And then That's I think awesome. the next, the next day, like uh, we were supposed to get up really early because we were supposed to do two 14ers. They were like right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the alarms went off and then like Joe just like peeks his head out of his like tarp or whatever. And he's like, what if we just like don't hike those today or something like that? 
because we we were just exhausted from the previous day and i think he was still kind of acclimating and everything so we ended up just like spending a day where we walked down to like there was like a, a side trail down to a lake we like went to this beautiful alpine lake like napped there like in the trees like the whole day just hung out um and then then went back to that uh and then we went to like kind of the base of the mountain got ready to like climb it the next day and then the next day we would went and climbed and everything but <laughs> that was pretty fun like the the we had this like route and we ended up just having to almost change it completely like we had to like cut out parts because we just didn't get as far as we want to between like joe acclimating and the bushwhacking and just honestly we just kind of overestimated like how difficult it would be um so but it, that's what was cool about it right it's like it was like so very unpredictable but the collegiates are amazing because there's so many trails through there that it's really easy just to kind of reroute and just go a different way okay, if you okay. Want. so yeah it was it was really cool i gotta look into that i mean yeah. i have i really should come out and visit you i mean i got no excuse to not hike in colorado when i have you and yeah. little bear living uh, right there <laughs> absolutely i mean like i think we live like two hours from the collegiate now maybe a little less so I mean, we're 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 pretty close i'd say so yeah no this summer i have lots of plans to to go out there and I don't know. It's I'm excited for the summer. So yeah, the collegiates are amazing because they are. There's just so much. Uh, they're just they're beautiful. There's so much good stuff. In that yeah. Area, so yeah, I've heard good things. I just heard a lot yeah. of good things. I heard some bad things in that story That's true. too. But overall, but mostly good things. We don't have to go off trail. Like, that was just our our choice. You yeah. Could, you could even do cool stuff where you like you just peek back the 14ers and like you you can just follow the Colorado Trail and like hit all the 14ers. They're like out and back trips to do them, but you know it's it's not that big a deal. So. Do you have any sketchy lightning stories from your time in Colorado yet? No, we no. I've been pretty good at avoiding uh, avoiding lightning. Like it's been, yeah. I, I've been I've been pretty fortunate. Little Bear definitely has some from the Colorado Trail. I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah. She she has a few, but I, I haven't. Yeah, I've I've been pretty good at either getting up early or just getting really lucky with weather. Um, yeah. So that was that was like two summers ago. This summer we did. Another one, this one got foiled by a, a freak early winter storm. Like, well, I don't even want to say early. It was like early September. It's not that early. I mean, it, it can happen in Colorado, but like basically like Joe is supposed to fly out and like a couple days before he's flying out, we're looking at the weather and we're like, okay, there's like a winter storm coming in. It's not that big a deal. Like maybe we'll just, you know, we could handle like a couple inches of snow. Yeah. Um, and then we're looking and it's like, okay, you know, we can handle maybe like six inches of snow. And then like the day before, like after he arrives, we look at it, it's like, no, like several feet of snow. And we're like, oh my gosh, like that's probably, cause we are also going to be off trail. So like you have to imagine you're, we'd be going down like really steep, what would be a talus field, which is basically a bunch of big loose rocks, mm -hmm. but then it's covered in snow. So it's like, if you're on a well, if, if there's like a trail there, you could, you could switch back down it, right? But like we would just have like a big steep snow field to just we'd have to navigate down or really probably more like a bunch of rocks mixed in with a bunch of snow and ice. And like, like this just doesn't sound like a good idea to be out in the middle of nowhere off trail trying to like go through, yeah. this, you know, through a bunch of snow. So we made that we cut the route a little shorter. We made like kind of a shorter loop out of it. Um, and we timed it like just perfectly. Like as we were rolling and going back to the trailhead, as we the second we got into the car, it like started to rain a little bit. And mm -hmm. then as we drove down into town, like we got into a restaurant and then just hail just, just started dumping. And then from there it was just like snowing for it snowed for like, I think like two days. Um, it, it's probably the most snow we've gotten this whole winter. <laughs> like, I don't even think it snowed. I was like, Joe, 
you literally picked the one month yeah, out I was of gonna like, say, the one of week course. out of like, it was like, because I hiked after, after Joe was here, early September, I hiked, I, I did like uh, 14ers pretty much every weekend. Um, and there was like perfect weather all the way through like, to like November, we didn't really get snow. So Joe just got really unlucky. We actually, he keeps reminding us that we convinced him to change it based on like a better vacation time for a little bear. <laughs> he was going to come like a week earlier, which would have been perfect. But we, we convinced him like, Oh, wait, like one week. Um, and then, you know, like that's, it, it just works out better with little bear's work schedule. Um, and then yeah, all hell broke loose. It was ill-fated, but it was okay. Cause we, we, we cut it short, but then we went to like, uh, this town that has like natural hot springs and you're like, it was really cold all of a sudden now. And so we like went to these like steaming hot, hot springs and stuff. And like, so it was, it was okay. But I, I it kind of, I felt bad for Joe cause he was out here for like a week. And then like the kind of last three days we were like in our apartment, like playing board games, like watching the <laughs> snow, just like dump outside. So yeah, but oh, well. that, yeah, that was through the, the San Juans, like the Southern or like, I guess like Southern San Juans. Um, and those mountains are amazing. The same Juan mountains. I don't I've know, heard about them. Me. I've heard about them. Dude, those at least are, in the context of like a CDT through hike. Yeah. Yeah. So those, the CDT definitely goes through there. The Colorado trail ends in Durango, which is like right in the middle of San Juan's. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was an amazing hike. Like the whole time I was just blown away by how beautiful it was. Um, and there was no, like, there was a one short section of like below tree line bushwhacking, but most of it was just like all above tree line, just like, up and down Talos fields and like this that past summer i was like in much better shape and i was like much more used to like going off trail because i'd been doing a lot the previous summer Mm -hmm. um and so i I just felt in my element i was just i the whole time uh i just loved it little bear didn't enjoy some of the Talos fields because they were pretty sketch like they were there were a few times where i was like oh this is a little dicey but i was like kind of used to it um and joe was loving it but it, it was there were definitely some parts where i was like wow we're just kind of out here there's like not really one around like, yeah really hope a rock doesn't come tumbling down and just blast us right now but i don't but know but you made it we made it we made it it was cool though so basically what i'm saying is i've off trail is like it's definitely my new thing that i'm very thought, interested in i thought skiing was your new thing i honestly haven't been skiing a lot I, like winter sports are just things i tolerate until summer comes around like i, <laughs> I i'm i'm not much is of that a the florida the florida man in you I guess I don't know. I'm just maybe not skilled on um, on winter stuff. Also, winter has just seems so sketchy. We they're like this has been like a record year for like people dying in the backcountry from heard. avalanches. Yeah, I've heard so, about that. Yeah, so it's like that kind of deters me a little bit. Um, I'm just not honestly not knowledgeable enough, um, and just like camping overnight in like you know negative temperature is like like I'll do like 20s. Like 20s is all right, but like once it gets below 20, I'm like okay, this is a little. I'm with you. Crazy, I'm you with know. you. People people have said that to me before. They're like, Kyle, you love hiking so much. Why don't you like winter hiking that much? And I'm like, I don't it's know. It's really different. Yeah, it just doesn't, I don't know. Like I'll do, I can tolerate winter day hikes, but yeah, I'm not, not, not really into the camping thing. Maybe yeah. I'll try it eventually, but it goes, also, for me, it goes summer hiking, backpacking is number one by far. Yeah. And then second for me is skiing. And then third is winter hiking. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. I know Kyle hates hiking. Ha ha. But well, yeah. I, I also think like the, for me, the margin of error is so much yep. slimmer in the winter. Like if I twisted my ankle in the summer, you know, I might be chilly overnight, but I have like enough gear to like survive for a few days out there until someone finds me like in the winter, even if you're day hiking, if especially, especially if you're day hiking, if you don't really have the proper stuff with you and something happens, like if you have to spend a night out there and you're not prepared, like you could easily die. Like, yep. You know, people so, do. 
Yeah. And so that's the thing that's like, I don't know, for me, like I'm very confident that in more summer-ish conditions, like I'm more confident that I can go off trail, do these like, you know, riskier things, but I'm more confident in my ability to either rescue myself or figure out some way around, or even just like being able to collect water. Like if all the water is frozen, you know, you have to have a heat source to boil it, to, mm-hmm. to drink it. It's like, there's just so many things that like little small things like that, that just kind of add up. Also, there's just like less people out there in the winter. So it's less chance that someone's going to come, you know, run into you and find you. So I don't know. There's just like kind of a lot of things that the winter, I'm just not as experienced with it. And so I just feel a little more apprehensive about it. Also just sleeping in like below a certain temperature, like sleeping outside is just, is kind of, is kind of tough. So yeah, I'm with you Baker. I'm with you. I know there's probably a lot of people rolling their eyes, but of course, I mean, (laughs) people do it, which is like kudos to them, but uh, I don't know. It's, not, it's tough it's, for me. It's not for me either. Yeah. Yeah. No. But I'm definitely, I've been eyeballing lots of high routes now. I don't know. Is it something you, have you had many uh, guests on who've talked about like uh, some of the different high routes and stuff? Like I'm trying to think of his. Um, I'm sure been. they've been mentioned at some point, but have I don't you ever think. Have like whole episodes that focus on them? I don't I'm think so. To... I don't yeah. think so. Not but yet some... at least. Yeah, it's something I've been very interested in. Also as like a, a working person, like a lot of the high routes are, they're shorter so they're like a week to 10 days kind of. Um, so that's been something I've also been like, that would be cool to, you know, be able to like, it, you can, it's more reasonable to do without having to like quit your job. And yeah, stuff like exactly. So, yeah. How many of the 14ers are there? There are 58 like official for, it oh, depends wow. on how you measure them, but there's a roughly between 54 and 58. How many of them have you done so far? Uh, I think I've done like a it's in between 11 or 13. I, I can't remember. Um, I'm not like a... Those are rookie I'm, numbers, Baker. Come on. Yeah, they are rookie numbers. I honestly, it hasn't been a priority. <laughs> like, uh, like I'll choose, like, a, if I have four days, like, I'm going to just choose some kind of off-trail route that might yeah, go near no, a 14er no. over, like... Because, to be honest, a lot of the 14ers, so there are some that are, like, class three and class four. Um, class four is, like, kind of beyond my comfort level because it's much more akin to rock climbing. It's not yeah. quite rock climbing class five is basically almost rock climbing there are people who do class five stuff without uh ropes and and harnesses and everything but they're i don't know that's definitely beyond my skill level class four is like getting close to that class three is like my that's like my sweet spot of like it's fun but i'm not too terrified like only a little bit terrified yeah, like not yeah. fully terrified but most the majority of them are class two or class one and class two is basically you walk up but maybe there's like a little bit of talus something like that mm-hmm. um so to be honest, a lot of them are just, they're not like, I don't know. I like the really interesting scrambly stuff and the 14ers have like well-trodden trails to all of them, which there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, if I'm going to like choose what to do in a weekend, like I'd rather like kind of go putz around in an area and just like kind of find my way through it, like kind of make a route on the map and just try to figure it out rather than like have to hit like all the 14ers. Also like you're going to end up driving all over Colorado and I live like in Southern Colorado. So the ones up North, are pretty far and they're usually yeah. like a lot more crowded and stuff like there's stuff all around like like within an hour driving me it's like really interesting stuff it's not they're not 14ers quote unquote but they're just like you know the difference between a 14er and a 13er is like you can't tell when you're yeah up there, right? yeah exactly. it's just as fun and a lot of the 13ers and a lot of the other stuff are like they're um there's not much information online so there's not like a perfect map that shows you how to get to the top and like a perfect perfectly groomed trail and everything so I, I definitely enjoy 14ers, but it's not like um, I have like a a friend that I met doing a 14er actually that he lives in Denver and he's basically like on a mission to 
do as many as possible or do all of them, right? So he's trying to do all of them. And he, he actually, it's kind of funny. Like, uh, he's actually through like the AT, I think like two years before we did, maybe, okay. maybe one year. So I met him up there and I was, and somehow we started talking and ended up finding out that he through hike the AT, like I think like 2017 or whatever. Um, so it's pretty cool. I've, I've done a bunch of other 14 years with him as well, but he's like on a mission to do all of them, which is, I definitely respect that. Cause it's a, it's a, it's tough to like every weekend to be out there trying to like, you know, hit the next one and you got like, to check the weather and all this stuff. So it, it's, it's definitely, I have a lot of respect for the people who can, who are, are persistent and can, can do all of it. Same with like all the stuff in the Northeast. I know that's like a ton of peak bagging yeah. projects up there, but it's like, it's like a, it's a serious effort to like hit every single one of them, as you know, cause you've done so many of them. So. I feel like it's a whole nother level out there than, than the ones here in the Northeast, honestly. Cause like, I, mean, I, I know very little yeah, about the know. 14ers clearly. And so I didn't even realize that you have to, like have some climbing skills for for some of those that's pretty that sounds pretty gnarly there are so there's like probably four or five of them that are class four that are considered class four i mean for alex honnold class four is easy but like if you're not a rock climber class four like people who don't have rock climbing skills do them it's just like basically the the margin of error is much thinner this is essentially what it boils down to yeah it's going to be more steep it's going to possibly be looser so if you slip on a rock or a rock falls out from below you and you do fall, the, the it's it's more likely that you're going to be harmed. You're you're going to you know suffer a serious injury. Whereas like class two and three, I mean class three a little bit more, but not as much. But class two, it's like you know it, it's if you fall, you're just going to fall on some rocks that are right below you. It might yeah. be it's definitely going to be uneven terrain, but it's not going to be like you fall off the side of something. Right. I mean, there's literally a, there's a thing called the knife's edge which is literally like, it's kind of like the knife's edge on, uh, what's it called? Katahdin, uh, Katahdin, but, it, yeah. it, but it's like, it's actually a straight drop on each side. So the people, you can't even walk on it. It's literally like a point and people just straddle it and scoot across, you know, like it's, Jeez. I mean, just, just Google like a capital peak knife's edge. And like, you can see a video of it. It's, I it think is, I've seen pictures. You probably have it's, stuff. It is terrifying to, to watch people do that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's cool. Luckily, most of them are not that. Um, it's you know, most of them are are either there's a few class threes, and I've done like maybe two or, or I think I've done like three class threes, and they were definitely more challenging. I was definitely more like, okay, I really need to pay attention. If I screw up here, like I could seriously get hurt. Um, but the class twos are the class twos are, are pretty fun as well because it's more of like going. It's more adventurous because you're like going in on Talus or screen you have to kind of find your own route but they're Mm -hmm. not quite as dangerous which is which is good so yeah not dangerous is good yeah or less less dangerous so i mean it's always it's always dangerous when you're way above tree line like that i think the the biggest danger is like lightning honestly when you're when you're doing these things yep that's the one that worries me the most honestly even more than the uh the climbing and stuff like that although i i probably would be worried about the climbing if i actually saw what the fuck i had to climb um, but just, just in theory, the lightning people, people that listen to trail tales know I don't like lightning, yeah. um, which is like the first fucking thing everybody says about Colorado. Like, Oh, watch out for the lightning after, after 12 or whatever. So yeah, that's a, that's a little bit, that's actually very sketch. Who am I kidding? Uh, for me to think about, but it is what it is, I guess it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. It's just, it's just part of it, but yeah, I mean, as long as you're, you just got to watch the clouds and just be really conservative. You see nasty clouds rolling in, you just got to start heading down. Um, mm-hmm. And just, if you get up really early, I mean, it's rare that you have like an early morning thunderstorm. Like a, that's, you know, just got to get up early and suffer the cold a little bit, but then you get like a, yeah, you get down before the weather gets bad in the afternoon. 
Here's a here's a question for you. I f- maybe we've even talked about this before. I can't mm-hmm. even remember. We've talked about so much shit on here. How about uh, clothing? What do you wear for clothing when you're backpacking out there? Because I'm thinking about like what the hell I'm going to wear when I'm hiking out west. And I have no idea because I, I don't want to die in the sun. But I also yeah. don't want to wear too much clothing and look like a, a complete duster. So... Yeah. What do you wear for like clothing if you're if you especially when you know you're going to be above tree line and be exposed and stuff? Right. So I actually have I've definitely changed um, the clothing I wear since like uh, hiking on the AT and even the Arizona Trail, which was sunny, but the conditions are a little different. So the biggest change I've made is that I always wear I wear a, a sun hoodie now. I don't know if you've seen those; they're like popular with like fishermen and it a now it's becoming popular. Sun hoodie. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you've never. Used it. It's pretty popular with like I'm hikers Googling. too. Yeah, it's literally like exactly what it sounds like. It's a long sleeve shirt that has a hood on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay. designed to be worn like in the sun in warm conditions. Like it's not for warmth, it's for sun protection. And so basically I wear one of those with a baseball cap. Um, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't even need to ask this question if you posted it on your Instagram more often. But that like- is, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you, you you got me. Uh, yeah, I have, I have a sun hoodie, which I... I thought it would be too hot, but it's just, it's so nice. Uh, I really don't, I, I, it's not that hot. Um, and the biggest thing is that when you're above tree line, if you could, if you're above tree line for like for hours, especially if you're like for a long time, if it's windy up there, even if you have like a big wide brimmed hat, the, the wind whipping will like blow the hat sideways mm. or like if there's like a tail in the back, it'll blow it away. Like I've had times when I first moved out here, I wore one of these big hats above tree line and I got sunburned because the essentially I was above tree line for like a long time and the wind just blew the hat out of the way. And, um, the sun, the sun, when you're above tree line, it just roasts you. Like it's yeah. uh, the higher you get in elevation, the stronger it is. So basically the sun hoodie works even when it's windy. And then I wear like, um, the other you know, white, like pasty sunscreen, that zinc based. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wear that on my face because, um, Otherwise, like the other stuff just seems to kind of wear off too easily. So I look like a total doofus out there, but like I, <laughs> I, I, I really don't care. Uh, it smells nice too. It's coconut scented, but uh, yeah, so I, I wear that. And then I've, I've, my legs have been like debating what to do. Actually, another thing on my upper body is I wear sun gloves. So these are like very thin gloves that just cover your sun. I basically, I don't like really using sunscreen as much as I can avoid it mm-hmm. because you have to remember to put it on. You have to carry it. You're kind of grimy when you get your sleeping bag in a day. So I try to avoid using sunscreen if I can and just cover up myself. My legs is where I've struggled the most because I really don't like wearing pants when it's warm out. Like my legs heat up very easily. Yeah. Um, so sometimes what I like what I actually did uh, this past September, it was cool enough where this was acceptable, but it was still kind of warm, but it was cool enough, especially above tree line, is I actually just wore wind pants like all day long. It was kind of hot on some of the climbs, but it kept the sun off my legs. Cause like I've had days where I didn't put any like sunscreen on or didn't put any pants on and my legs just got roasted above tree line. So, um, yeah, I, I mean like you got I, long ass lanky legs too. I, so. I do my, yeah, I got lanky legs that are just prime for getting burnt. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like I, if you're above tree line for more than a few hours, like I, I always, I either use sunscreen or I just wear, I put the wind pants on. And honestly, once you get above tree line, even in the middle of summer, it can be pretty chilly up there. Um, you know, like uh, it can be, it could be easily the sixties. And then if it's like with wind, it's, it's cool enough that uh, pants are like not that big a deal, but I've actually been looking into maybe getting some actual hiking pants that aren't, uh, that aren't just like wind pants. I don't know. I, I'm still like debating on what I want to do. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the wind the wind pants have worked okay. I just think on a climb they would be beyond sweaty. So that's kind of why I like think maybe a combination of those and some sunscreen if I really want to not have pants on, but I really need to cover my legs up. But yeah, basically like I try to just cover everything up with physically with clothing if I can, and then to put something in an area I really don't want to put sun um, clothing on like my legs, and I I use sunscreen. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely the sun is really strong here. Like, and I grew up in Florida, so I'm used to like strong sun, but like it feels like it's stronger here to me. Like, I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to tell, but yeah. um, it's easily as strong as like when I grew up in Florida. So it scares me. I mean, I wouldn't be scared. It's really easy to prevent getting burnt, right? Like it's super, it's very predictable. Like, you know, the sun's out every day. It's not like a lightning strike. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, like, it's very, it's very like predictable. You just need to like, I mean, if you just wear like hiking pants and like a big hat and like, you know, long sleeves. I like, and, like shorts though. I'm so, I'm just I'm, like so used to hiking I and do too. what I hike in. Like I've been hiking in the same like style of clothing like all my life basically. So yeah. having to switch that up completely and wearing like clothing my body's not used to. And I know boohoo Kyle, but I don't know. No, I get it. I, I wish I, I didn't totally have to. <laughs> I yeah, wish I didn't no, have I, to. I, I'm the same way. I'm debating what to do about the the legs right now but probably I'm, i might just do on a through hike sunscreen sounds really tough to like i mean even just to carry enough of it for like a long stretch like you have mm-hmm. to carry a pretty large bottle and your legs like the the dirt like sticks to the sunscreen let's so your legs are extra dirty and then your sleeping bag or your quilt or whatever is extra dirty i don't know i, I feel I, like i, I see most pct through hikers wearing shorts still I think honestly, people just kind of like you get a tan and you just deal with it. Yeah. Um, you're also like you're the average. Uh, it depends where you're on the PCT too, right? Some of it's forested, some of it's shaded. Um, you're not at like you know thirteen, twelve thousand, fourteen thousand mm, okay. feet. True. So, I mean, you true. are at times you're close to it, but it's like I've had days where I've spent like the entire day above twelve thousand feet just walking across ridge lines. Those are the days that I got my legs got roasted. If it was there, if there was no shade at all. Um, and you don't notice it because if it's windy up there, it feels really cool and breezy. But then at the end of the day, you're like, holy shit, like my legs are, <laughs> are just like totally destroyed. So it happens yeah. to your like your face sometimes if you're skiing on like a warm, sunny day. Oh, it's like it's, so you're like there's snow on the ground and shit. You're skiing, yeah. you still have your jacket on. So then you don't realize it. But then you get home and you just have like a mad goggle tan. You're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the sun, well, the sun reflecting off snow and stuff. So, yeah, it's that'll get you. But yeah, basically you just got to be like, I just cover up everything because I'm a very pale person and I spend a lot of time outside. So I really don't want to have to deal with like, you know, getting a ton of skin cancer yeah. later on. That's the, that's the plan. But yeah, it's, I don't know. You just, you just adapt. Like you just got to have like different clothes. The sun hoodie is a big one. I would definitely recommend looking into one of those or just some kind of really large. I wouldn't just wear like a baseball cap though with, so like you could, you have to just douse your neck and ears in sunscreen, which to me is like a Ugh. pain. Yeah. I, I um, hate wearing sunscreen, honestly exactly so that's why i the sun hoodie is clutch like i there's like a lot of companies make them um i have a patagonia one i really like but i think joe has like one he got on amazon and he seems to like it so okay cool yeah i would i would say like if you're gonna do some sunny hiking like try a sun hoodie or get a really big really big hat but honestly i would recommend the sun hoodie because when it's windy or your arms too like lower arms yeah yeah it covers it covers the whole uh your whole arms and like it also in case the sun's like at a low angle like they can get below a wide brim hat too oh, the sun true, hoodie kind of like covers it covers all of it so okay all right yeah sun hoodie that's the first i've heard about this but it makes sense now and i I, I like looked at some pictures and stuff and like i i know what it is i just didn't i just hadn't yeah. heard the name before the, the term, yeah well that's what i call it maybe there's a different word for it but no yeah. i know i think you're right i see i see i see it here yeah sun hoodie some of these models 
on Google Images are fucking hilarious. <laughs> I feel I feel like people modeling hoodies that like it never looks good. Like this guy literally looks like he's about to rob a fucking bank. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's not a good look. Like it's not fashionable, but it's very functional. So, <laughs> oh, but again, bro. I'm I'm already like wearing like the the pasty white like zinc based you know sunscreen. So I've just given up on fashion at this point. I'm just like <laughs> I just don't want to get roasted now. So that's right. You'll never get recognized unless people hear your voice. That's true. That's true. No one really knows because I'm never posting on Instagram. No one knows what I look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one knows what you look like. That's funny. Yeah. Well, shit, dude. Um, I think uh, I think we're well with the uh, with part one. I think we're at an hour now. So, I think uh, I think we're gonna call it there. We're gonna call it there. Oh, we didn't even have we talked about your foothills trail hike at all? I think we uh, did. I think we did I don't, I don't a while know ago. We, maybe we did, but that was or maybe was we just, talked about it. Maybe we talked about it non podcast. The the brief version of it was it was like I know you and um, uh, you and Flossie had a great time, but Little Bear and I did not have the best of times out there. So it, that's it was it was largely just weather based. Like we went at the end of it was it was basically beginning of October. We're like, oh, it'll be fall, changing colors. No, no, no. It's like high eighties and just be like crazy humid every single day we were coming from Colorado. So we weren't like adjusted to humidity. Um, it was grueling. Oh, that's it, like my parents did a section of it. And so we, we actually met up with them. We're all while we're on the trail mm-hmm. and they, they basically like took their time, stopped like every river and stream and all the lakes and they swam in it and stuff, which that's the way that we should have done that. We just like grinded. You, you through, grinded through, like, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we had to, we couldn't like just spend time cause it's a beautiful hike. Like all those like beautiful like lakes and you know, streams and rivers, like, it's amazing. I, I, I love that part of it, but we were just kind of like, we really wanted to get it done. We were still like in this through hiker mentality. So we just were grinding. Um, and we just, we should have just probably done a section of it and just enjoyed like yeah. chilling in the water every day. Cause it was great when we were chilling in the water, we were like, Oh, we're going to make more miles and stuff. So <laughs> that was, that was kind of our experience. Um, yeah. Cause we left, like, it was like fall was starting in Colorado. Like the leaves were changing. We're like, Oh, this will be like that in, uh, you know, in South Carolina, but nah, it was like a heat wave <laughs> or something. So That'll yeah, it happen. was kind of it was the opposite. But it was really mostly weather dependent. It, it wasn't really like the trail itself. The trail itself was like was really cool. Like it was really really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would love to do it again in a actually colder season or like go slower and chill in all the yeah. streams and rivers because that it was yeah there were so many really cool little things. April was was perfect for us. Yeah, April would be good. That probably would have been better. Your mileage thought, may vary. I'm not sure, but yeah, we just got check, check the weather, people. That's all I could say. But if you, I mean, you can't predict a heat wave. It's just what happens sometimes. Yeah. So. All right, man. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up there. Thank you, Baker. I appreciate you doing all these. I'm gonna. I want to get you on more. You already know that. We've talked about that. Yeah, I'm down. Um, I know that's hard to believe. Even more, you're like, <laughs> how? Like, what do you mean? He's already on like every other People episode. Are shocked to hear that Baker's going to be on even more, even more, even even more if that's possible. So yeah, if anybody has any ideas for themes for our for the next Baker episode, like I really liked our uh, backpacking gear inventions episode, or yeah. like our oh what was that one? Um, I can't even remember, but they're oh, always like the Thanksgiving one. Where yes, the Thanksgiving are... one. That's right. Like I like yeah. the theme. I like the theme episodes. I, I tried yeah. to think of one for this one, but I couldn't really think of one. So if anybody has any theme ideas or like games or anything we can do as an episode, let me know at Kyle hates hiking. Don't message Baker it because he won't see it. Um, won't see it. Totally ignore it. Sorry. Well, I won't ignore it. I just won't get it. So. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm not even going to have you plug your Instagram this time. So, There's no point. Sorry, everyone. I just plugged mine. Bye, Sorry, everyone. 
Sorry, all the people who are following me. And <laughs> I'm not posting anything. I apologize. I apologize for giving Baker the platform to plug his non-existent Instagram. <laughs> all right. That's it, everybody. 107. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good one. Bye.